Hey, you're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also find us anywhere you get your favorite podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast, you just search the Rob O'Donnell Show, and there it is. You can download it, listen whenever you want to listen. You're at the gym, you want to listen to something, there you go. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. It's 411 here at the station, 71 degrees and sunny, beautiful pre-fall day. Is this weekend the start of fall? Jake, when's the first day of fall? Is it this weekend? First official day is Saturday, Rob. Saturday. See, I knew I saw something on that. Uh, but it definitely feels like fall nights. What it was yesterday morning? It was like 44 degrees. I love that sleeping weather. Past couple mornings, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, my wife and I fight to keep the windows open. I'll open them, she'll close them. I'll open them, she'll close them. I'll wake up in the middle of the night, open them, she'll get up, up close them. Seems to be the everyday uh, thing with us. But that's uh, why we've lasted 28 years. Uh, end of next month is our 28-year anniversary. So we'll be. Uh, I'm not allowed to talk about my family. Sorry, Jake. Can't talk about my family. Since but when? It's 28 years. Yeah, I know. Cartoon characters. Gotta love them, man. Hopefully we hear from some some of them today. Get the courage up to call in. We'll, we'll appreciate that. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, talking about cartoon characters. Coming out of Harrisburg, the Pennsylvania Game Commission could lose nearly $150 million in revenue if a bill passes. And this is coming out of the Republican-controlled Senate where they're looking to take money from the Pennsylvania Game Commission funds, the Game Commission Game Fund, and move it to the state's Clean Stream Fund. Now, it might seem kind of straightforward, but uh, the Pennsylvania Game Commission gained nearly $180 million in oil, gas, and mineral revenue during fiscal year 2021-2022. And the state Senate would like to spread the wealth around. Now, mind you, sportsmen, people who purchase hunting licenses, people who purchase state game lands, shooting permits, and and such like that, that's where the money for the Pennsylvania Game Commission comes. The state does not support the Pennsylvania Game Commission. The residents and permit buyers, both residents and non-residents, who use our game lands, our game lands, support the Pennsylvania Game Commission. It's our dollars that purchase those permits, the hunters, the sportsmen, the people, hikers who use the game lands, the people who use their shooting ranges. That's where the money comes from. Now, I just started looking into this today, and I'm going to dig into this a lot deeper as we move forward. Because there, there might be a possibility that, first of all, this is unconstitutional. And it's, uh, there's bills both in the Senate and the House. And uh, it's been approved by the Senate with an amendment. So it's got to go back to the House. And again, usually it's a a Democrat-controlled body that is looking to grab money to use for other things. But this is the Republican-controlled Senate that, with the amendment, did this. And again, I'm a hunter. I shoot at the Pennsylvania Game Commission's shooting ranges in our area. It's, It's our land that's purchased. Now, again, not just mine. It's everybody's. Anyone who's ever purchased a hunting permit, anyone, a hunting license, your permits, your dough permits, this permit, that permit. They have land. 
They have leased that land to gas and oil companies. They have made money on that, which should go to that agency. That is self-sufficient, the Pennsylvania Game Commission. Well, House Bill 1300 was approved by the Senate on August 30th, and it included a late amendment that would transfer $150 million from the Game Commission Game Fund, like we said, to the state's Clean Stream Fund. The move comes after the agency realized significant revenue increases in fiscal year 2021-2022, much of it due to nearly $172 million in oil and gas lease royalties, an increase of $117 million from the previous year. Overall, the Game Commission revenue for 2021-2022 was more than $266 million, an increase of nearly $55 million from the previous year. The game fund balance also increased by $110 million in 2021-2022 for the total of $253 million. As a result, some legislators believe the agency's financial windfall can be used to help other help fund other areas that would help improve conservation and environmental resources. Jason Thompson, spokesman for State Senator Scott Martin, Republican of 13 District Berks and Lancaster Counties, said $150 million transfer out of the game fund would be a one-time occurrence and it would come from a pool of $525 million in unspent oil and gas reserve money held by the Game Commission. The amendment authorizing the transfer was drafted and introduced in the State Appropriations Committee, which chaired by Martin. Since the Senate version was approved with the amendment, the bill will go back to the House for its concurrent. Thompson said the transfer of the game fund to the Clean Streams Fund is intended to help Pennsylvania meet federal water quality goals and restore habitat for wildlife throughout the state. Those goals align with the, Pen- with the Game Commission's mission to protect Pennsylvania's wildlife and aquatic resources, he said. It's a stretch. Basically, it's the Chesapeake Bay water restoration that we have to meet federal standards. We've all seen the signs. We all know what's going on. But you're taking money from a successful agency that is supported by the people of Pennsylvania, the hunters that come in and buy permits, licenses from out of state, that have managed their money properly, have done the right thing, made the proper investments. So let's raid that fund to meet other goals. There is concern from hunting and conservation organizations that the transfer would compromise the Game Commission's fiscal health. And it also means the agency would lose its federal Pitten and Robinson funding, which totaled $141 million this year. If the considered legislation is made law, the agency will be mandated to divert licensing funding and will lose the Pitman Robinson funding until the diverted funds are returned to the game fund. Pitman Robinson is one of a multiple streams of income, and losing that would be detrimental to the agency's reserve possibly causing the fund to become insolvent in future fiscal years. We get this grant, the Pennsylvania Game Commission, $41 million. If they transfer this $155 million to fund these other issues, they can't get that grant. So not only is the Pennsylvania Game Commission losing that $155 million that they want to raid from the gas and oil rights minerals, um, royalties, they're going to lose another $41 million in this grant. So $200 million. A letter from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, which administers Pittman-Robertson, sent the Game Commission Executive Director, Brian Burhans, confirmed 
the transfer could make the agency ineligible to receive the federal funds. Thompson said Martin is aware of the concerns expressed by various groups regarding the transfer, but the key is how the money will be used. We're not building prisons or plugging budget holes with this funding. It's not an infringement on sportsmen, he said. We're using the money specifically to support wildlife and habitat that will improve opportunities for sportsmen. No, you're taking it away from the Pennsylvania Game Commission. Thompson added that even after the transfer, the Game Commission's financial position will remain incredibly strong with hundreds of millions of dollars remaining. He pointed to the agency's fund balance as an example. Yes, the mere fact that they've managed their money properly does not mean you should raid it and use it for other things because that's how agencies become mismanaged. That's how they are left out to dry. The transfer of funds would set a very dangerous precedent for future transfers and diversions, both here in Pennsylvania and across the nation. Using the money for the Clean Streams Fund doesn't fall under the defined statutory use for the game fund, he added, and the transfer from the game fund to a non-state funded the transfer from the game fund and the non-state funded game commission would be unconstitutional. Again, the Pennsylvania Game Commission is not state funded. It's funded by the hunters. It's find, funded by their licenses and permits and their revenues from gas and oil leases. They have managed that properly. They've done a great job in Pennsylvania managing the wildlife in Pennsylvania. Our game lands, increasing game lands, buying more game lands making it attractive to hunters from outside, non-resident hunters, which pay a lot more to hunt our lands. But again, government wants to raid that, dwindle it down, and use it for other things. And we're going to dig into a little bit why would they do that. Because there's more story here. And the more I dig in, the more I don't like what I'm hearing. It's unlike the Republicans to do this. But they're doing it for a reason, and we need to find out that reason. Let's go to the phone. We have uh, Jerry from Tenkanic on the Game Commission. Jerry. Hi, hi uh, Rob. How you doing? There's nothing new up there. Government robs Peter to pay Paul all the time. Most recently, they were taking money from I forget where, and they were giving it to the PSP when, when they shouldn't have been getting that money. And so that's nothing new. Government pulls that money all the time. Um, yeah, but they pull it from them themselves. They pull it from other government agencies. This is not a government-funded agency. This is non-state funded. The, the Pennsylvania Game Commission doesn't get its revenue from the state. No, no, it doesn't. It gets it from its royalties. Well, why why does the Pennsylvania Game Commission be the only only agency that's in charge of the environment, if you will? You know, I'm, I'm specifically saying like fish and boat, which gets nothing from the removal of the water from the, the streams. They, why can't we take that money and, and share it to all the agencies that support the wildlife? Just because it, it's, it's Pennsylvania's gas. It's my gas. It's your gas. And it just happens to be on game lands property. You, you know what I mean? Well, why is it just for you? <laughs> well, you know, I, I had a gas lease my property and I got those royalties. And the Pennsylvania Game Commission, which is sponsored by us, which is is funded by us, it's their money that goes back into the Game Commission coffers, which it should. Well, I, 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 I fish on state game lands, and there's a stream that's stocked with trout on state game lands. So, so there's a case in point where you, um, you have the water running through the game lands. 
the the money why why are the Pennsylvania Game Commission the only agency in Pennsylvania that gets that money from the, the royalties because that's why, the way that's why, the way the law was written because the Pennsylvania the Pennsylvania agencies. Game Commission is not state funded it's their property which means it's our property the people who support the Pennsylvania Game Commission the people who buy they licenses should, the people who buy the permits to do things on game lands they would be better off combining the fish and boat and and game commission into one agency, and that's going to create a whole rat's nest in itself. But they're hurting for for uh, WCOs, and they're also hurting for uh, uh, game wardens. You know, so c- combine the two. I, I say, if if well. Well, you're talking about changing the law. That has nothing to do with the government, the Senate, and the House now. Well, the, the Senate yeah, well, approved it, I, and the House trying to circumvent the law by taking money that they shouldn't be allowed to take. And not only are they taking this money using for other things, but it's causing almost $41 million—it's causing exactly $41 million in grant money to be lost. Yeah, well, that, that's nothing new in government. That well, happens all the time in government. They rob Peter to pay Paul. They stole from the teachers' retirement union— to pay for something else, and then everyone threw the teachers under the bus for that. I and mean, again, those, those are government agencies. Government. This is from a non-government-supported agency, and it might be unconstitutional, so we'll have to see where that goes from there. And if they want to change the laws, if they mm. want to incorporate the Game Commission into something else, then put that through. Just don't try and take funding from them that you're not entitled to. What else are they going to do with the money? Squander it away? No, it goes to our game lands. What do they do on the game lands? Do you hunt our game lands? Do you, you just said you fish our game lands. You do a bunch of things on our game lands. People hike. We, I, I shoot on our game lands. Uh, they have but, shooting ranges all over the country. The, the, our game commission, the our game commission, getting, our game commission has been very it? successful. They're, they're managing their money properly. Property. They're managing their yeah, money properly. They're getting money, they're getting money from the gas people. Good. They're getting tons of money. Well, Good. Why can't, why can't why can't we? Where's the money going for the water? Who's getting the, who's getting that money? That's being withdrawn from the the. The, the the rivers and stuff for the for the gas company. They're looking to meet their obligation under the Chesapeake Bay issues for federal guidelines. Uh, that has nothing to do with the Pennsylvania Game Commission taking their royalties from their lands that should be going back into the Game Commission. But well, I, yeah, I understand yeah. your t- I understand your take, Jerry. But they're going to have to change the law to do that. Right now, it's, well, it may be against the law for them to do that. Change the rain tax. You're getting taxed on that down there in the valley. Well, that the that's Bay. what this is going. <laughs> that's what this is yeah. going to support. Well, then I agree. I disagree with that. But if, if it were to feed other agencies and help other agencies directly. Help, no, no, this has nothing to do with this. Has, this has to meet our oh. federal obligation for the rain tax and the Chesapeake Bay issues. That's why they're taking this money, in my opinion, stealing this money from oh, yeah, the Pennsylvania no, Game yeah. Commission. Oh, yeah, no, they can go pound sand with that one, Rob. All right. Well, no, I, I, we I, agree I there. But I, this is going to be something <laughs> I'm going to be talking about. Again, this is just in okay, the news today, yeah, and we're going to dig into this a lot more as we move forward. Keep, keep your nose to the grindstone on that one, you know? Will do. Appreciate thank, it, Rob. Thank Have you, Jerry. Thank you. It's uh, 425 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. This traffic update, this Pentella Data Internet traffic update is brought to you by Tales, Scales, and Ales Fall Festival at the Electric City Aquarium. Lots of problems out there today. Bear Creek Boulevard is shut down between Meadow Run Road and Whitehaven Road. That's due to a crash earlier this afternoon. Construction causing some issues on 940 and Toby Hanna. That's all jammed up. You're going to have delays because of construction on the Morgan Highway, South Abington Township, and the Clark Summit area as well. 80 East, that is backed up at Tannersville because of road work. And it is a little bit slow go on 
6 East, the Casey Highway in Troop. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Today, sunny, high 72. Looks like we're below that now at 71. Tonight, increasing clouds, low 50. Friday, increasing clouds, but dry, high 70. Saturday, mostly cloudy and with scattered showers and breezy at times, high 65. Sunday, cloudy and breezy at times with scattered showers, high 68. Like I said, it's currently 71 degrees and sunny at 426 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 436, 72 degrees and sunny. That's a song called Stand by a local, local artist, Nate Hosey. Appreciate him allowing us to use it, and it's uh, fitting. For this piece that we do daily that honors our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice, 76 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day in history, four of them from here in Pennsylvania. We'll start off with police officer Jose Manuel Ortiz in 2000, Philadelphia Police Department. Died after being in critical condition for three days as a result of being struck by a vehicle. He was in a foot pursuit of a suspect when he was struck by a police car responding to his call for assistance at Cambria Street near Darren Street. Policeman Charles V. Cormanic, Franklin Borough Police Department in 1927. Policeman Charles Cormanic and Policeman Tom Bisco both succumbed to gunshot wounds sustained the previous day while attempting to arrest a man for beating his wife. I believe we, we mentioned his partner yesterday. Police Officer Thomas Joel Nihil. Philadelphia Police Department, 1924, was beaten to death by three men at a barber shop on 2nd Street. The men, 23, 24, and 27, came into the shop and asked for the head barber. After they were told he was not there, Officer Nihil suggested that they wait. They then started hurling insults at Officer Nihil for no reason. As he walked toward them, they attacked him. Policeman David M. Simpson, Philadelphia Police Department, Pennsylvania, 1912, was stabbed to death by a man running amok with a knife when Policeman Simpson, in plain clothes, grabbed the man he stabbed him. And that's the four from here in northeast Pennsylvania. And uh, again, just to clarify, if you want to look at that article on the, the Pennsylvania Senate passing that bill that is looking to take $155 million from the Pennsylvania Game Fund, to pay, basically, for the federal mandate for rain tax for the Chesapeake Bay issues. You can uh, look at it. Why it's happening, it's beyond me. We have to look at it, and it is maybe unconstitutional. And I believe that's being brought up, too. So we'll see. It won't be the first time that our Pennsylvania legislature tries to pass something that's unconstitutional. But... If you agree with it or not, taking money from Peter to pay Paul, like we said earlier, is just not the way we do things. Just because you have a successful agency that's independently run, independently funded, yeah, not state funded. A lot of people don't know that. And they've managed their money properly. And yes, they are looking for game wardens in Pennsylvania. If you want to be a Pennsylvania game warden, great law enforcement agency here in Pennsylvania that does a lot. Something to look into. Um... In the future, I may try and have them in here to talk about their recruiting efforts and how you can serve them and find a great career for yourselves as well. But as 
uh, you know, I've been a hunter bef- since before I lived in Pennsylvania. I was an out-of-state hunter in Pennsylvania, and I became an in-state resident hunter when I moved here. Every year, those funds support their game lands, places for us to go off, places for us to, to bring our children. You know, my son was here when he was younger when they first started the Mentored Youth Program. It was a great program. I'm glad one of the most successful programs they've had. Their hunter safety courses, their ranges give us places, safe places, very upgraded high place. They're constantly upgrading them and doing great things with their, their properties that they have. And yes, why not make profit from their gas leases like a lot of other people did, especially in the northern tier of Pennsylvania? I did with my neighbors many years ago during the gas boom. A lot of saved a lot of farms up in our area. They're not doing what they normally did as far as production. A lot's been shut down. But that gas plant right here on the Casey Highway, that, that natural gas plant, that's that's supplied by those gas leases in our area and a lot of them from the game lands that are in our area. The, you don't take a, a well-managed, good-managed, and strip them of their funding. And not only are you stripping that $155, again, to pay for this Chesapeake Bay rain tax federal mandate, you are preventing them from getting future $141 million in grants because because that money was taken, which is going to take a toll. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but three, four years now down the road. And once they take the money once, you know they'll find reasons to take it for other things. It's uh, 441 here at WIK. Time for traffic and weather. This traffic update is brought to you by Data Internet. I don't even know where to start. There's so many issues out there. 115 is... Uh, there's an accident right at the on-ramp to 81 in the Wilkesbury area. We also have 115 Bear Creek Boulevard shut down between Meadow Run Road and Whitehaven Road. That due to an accident much earlier today. Construction is causing issues on 940 in Toby Hanna. Also on the Morgan Highway, South Abington Township through the Clark Summit area as well. Uh, we also are seeing a very slow-moving uh, uh, traffic pattern on Route 6 East, the KC Highway in Troop, uh, from Dunmore to Troop, really. And then in Wilkesbury, the Wilkesbury area, you're dipping below the speed limit on 81 southbound. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, increasing clouds, low 50. Friday, increasing clouds, but dry, high 70. Saturday, mostly cloudy and scattered showers and breezy at times, high 65. Sunday, cloudy and breezy at times with scattered showers, high 68. It's currently 72 degrees and sunny. Here at 443, your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 4.47 here at the station in, in Pittston and 72 degrees and sunny. Um, little today in history. Today's the International Day of Peace. If only that was so. World Gratitude Day. National Pecan Cookie Day. World Alzheimer's Day. Batman Day. Zero Emissions Day and Pause the World Day. I think we all would like a little bit of that. And Zero Emission Days, that's uh, interesting. I got a bunch of text messages on, you know, you talk about the Chesapeake Bay Fund and the rain tax that uh, some counties have, some counties don't. There's a federal mandate for the state 
you see the signs along a lot of our roadways, you know, Chesapeake Bay zone, and uh, people are talking about their emission inspection fees in some counties, not in others. Uh, but that's the days it is. And uh, we have a couple of points in history today. The American Revolutionary War. Benedict Arnold gives the British the plans to West Point on this day, September 21st in 1780. The Philippine president, Ferdinand Marcos, signs Proclamation Number 1081, placing the entire country under martial law. That happened on this day in 1972. Let's see what else happened. The Yes, Virginia, There is a Santa Claus editorial is published in the New York Sun, September 21st in 1897. French Revolution, the National Convention declares France a republic and abolishes the absolute monarchy in 1792. And what's the saying of the day? Um, If you fell down yesterday, stand up today. That's from H.G. Wells saying for today. So uh, we'll see uh, what happens there. I uh, got a text message for Jake here in the movie. He says, hey, Jake, are you going to buy pizza and stromboli for your girl to watch the slaughter of the Giants and the 49ers tonight? <laughs> Not much well, of a contest. What do you think? Well, she is a 49ers fan. So, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to the game tonight. Matter of fact, I think we're having ribs. Ribs. So can't go wrong with that, man. Making them home? <laughs> are you getting them somewhere? Home. There you go. Yeah. Looking forward to it. But, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's definitely going to be an uphill battle for the Giants. I mean, I didn't really expect much out of them going into this game to begin with. That was an awesome comeback against Arizona. But, obviously, the ankle injury to Saquon Barkley. I mean, I, when I saw him go down Sunday, I thought it was going to be even worse than that, given his injury history. But, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. But I do expect San Francisco to pretty much dominate this game and control this game. I mean, you, the you only, think? <laughs> well, I mean, the only, the only, the only downside for them is that Brandon Ayuk, one of their receivers, won't be available. But hey, I mean, you got, you know, Kyle Shanahan loves to pound the rock with uh, Christian McCaffrey. You know that defense is going to be after Daniel Jones all night. So yeah, I'm definitely picking the 49ers for tonight. And then um, week three, I can't believe week three starts tonight. It's crazy. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And I saw uh, that the Mohegan Sun Arena posted a picture of their new glass and barriers around the, mm-hmm. the the rink for their season that's coming up. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember. I remember back in the day when I was in college, I actually had a job there doing changeover and putting putting the plexiglass in. That was always interesting. So yeah, yeah be- I definitely. I definitely enjoy this job a lot more. <laughs> well, I enjoy yeah. you being here because uh, this show doesn't happen without you in there doing, you. Your, doing your magic, Jake. I appreciate you each and every day. Same here. Thank you, Rob. No problem. Uh, on a little international news, and uh, we saw that Zelensky was at the U.N. Zelensky visited the uh, White House today, has been speaking uh, on a lot of events. But uh, Poland just announced that they're, they will stop providing weapons to Ukraine as a dispute over grain imports deepens. Now, now here's th- there's been a whole myriad of issues with the Ukrainian grain. Russia stops the exports of it. And again, Ukrainian grain goes all around the world. It's cheaper. And when, Ru- when Russia is allowing it to go, 
it hurts Poland because they also produce grain and they're not selling. It reduces their price. They're not making enough uh, as much money as they normally would. So a grain slowdown export from Ukraine helps Poland. In return now, and we have to watch this as Americans funding a great part of this war, Poland in turn is saying, well, they're no longer going to arm Ukraine. We're going to arm Poland instead. Now, they are very much at threat from Vladimir Putin and Russia's advances and Russia's aggression. So for them to turn around and say, yeah, Ukraine, uh, because of this grain issue, you're kind of on your own. We're not going to support you anymore. We're, not gonna, we're not, no longer going to transfer weapons because, uh, and again, the, the Polish prime minister said, we are, we are no longer transferring weapons to Ukraine because we are now arming Poland. Polish prime minister, again, not even going to really try and say his name, Matsuis Morawiecki, probably messed it up, but there it is. Uh, The ban on Ukrainian grain was initially put in place earlier in the year by several European Union nations to protect the livelihood of local farmers worried about being undercut by the low prices of the Ukraine grain. So if you look at Poland's actions, what they're doing, them protecting their grain market is more important than Ukraine being supplied with weapons to win this. So what are we doing? It's a question that we need to keep asking. It's a question that seems to be being asked more and more in Washington, which is a good thing. Um, It doesn't look like Zelensky wants an end to this war. It's an all-or-nothing sum game for him. There's got to be a peace exit ramp somewhere, and it doesn't appear that he has one other than complete defeat of Russia out of Ukraine. And at times he said that includes Crimea, which is a little bit extreme from any expert that's talked on the issue. Something we've got to monitor because, uh, you know, Poland, who's very much a threat from Russia as well, um, is making choices to support their grain industry rather than support Ukraine's war efforts. Something we should pay attention to. It's uh, 4.53 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 4.57, 71 degrees and sunny. Well, uh, a 96-year-old federal judge is barred from hearing cases in a bitter fight over her mental fitness. She was barred Wednesday from hearing cases uh, for a year after a panel said she refused to undergo medical testing amid concerns that she no longer mentally fit to serve on the bench. Now, she was appointed by President Ronald Reagan to a lifetime term. And uh, her colleagues have decided that uh, she's not mentally fit to hold that position and wanted her to resign. But they, uh, the lawsuit that's been brought says that... Uh, it's just a exercise of raw power, unconstrained by statutory requirements, constitutional limits, and uh, any notion of due process, conflict of interest rules, or even basic fairness, saying they are basically forcing her to give up her seat. Now, if there is, uh, if there is, um, if there is any reason for them to justify that it is a lifetime appointment and it doesn't appear that there's any mechanism to remove it and we've seen this we've seen this with senators we've seen this on a lot of other avenues and we we probably were going to see it more so this is something that needs to be looked into you have a uh, senator diane feinstein 
you know, you have Mitch McConnell who's having episodes time and time again that uh, is becoming more and more an issue with his job performance. And it's not a Democrat. It's not a, a Republican thing. Like I said, Diane Feinstein, her own family has taken power of attorney from her, and she can't make personal decisions for her estate, for her family, or anything like that. You have Mitch McConnell, who during public statements has just frozen and forgot where he is. Um, and then a federal judge, thankfully, in her court, she uh, has to do with contracts, government contracts, and such like that. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. But we're seeing more and more of this. But like I said, the federal court is one of 13 appellate courts. It hears cases of issues like government contracts, patents, and trademarks. So, uh, you know, should there be age limits on these things? Should there be lifetime appointments with no mechanism to remove someone when they don't have the cognitive ability to continue? Uh, I believe that we should. There is for everything else. Why not judgeships? It's uh, just about 5 o'clock here at WILK News Radio. It's 71 degrees and sunny. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a few minutes after the news.